0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: All right, welcome to the last regular season edition of the Goodman and Humble Podcast, I'm Jeff Goodman, he's Rob Humble, and uh it's over, Rob. You're back home, and you watch your boys from Valpo win the national title. Uh Scott Drew, like, is it surreal? I mean, you grew up following Scott Drew and Homer and, and, and Bryce. Is it surreal? Like, can you believe that Baylor won the national championship?
2: No, only because, and it's not really a Valpo thing, it's more of like, I remember when he left... Uh, Valpo is the head coach to go to Baylor, and like they just had a player murder another player <laughs> you know, like th- that 's how do you come back from that and I think you know they certainly had some some struggles and um the penalties they received were were i mean you know with what happened that 's fair but they for a guy coming in it 's it 's amazing the way that he 's turned the program around and i mean their their team if they don 't get covid this year, we could be talking about them as an undefeated team. And I really believe that they were rolling. I, I, I saw them in person in, in January and you know, they just, their depth was so elite. They have elite guard play. Um, Scott Drew is a really good coach and I don't think that people maybe have given him credit for that. And there's been a lot of stories written about that. Um, as this is kind of like matriculated into them being a really good team this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely proud. I mean, the job that Homer Drew did at Valpo was incredible. Uh, Bryce was so well known as as in a, a big time player and making a, a you know a iconic shot in the NCAA tournament. But Scott was a big part of that. Scott was the one that was going out and recruiting, and and you know he was a huge part of his dad's staff. So I'm certainly proud in that regard. But you know they, they, they certainly deserve it. And a lot of those kids came back this year because of last year. Right. You don't know, get an opportunity. You know, what I feel bad for, and I, I saw him at the 3X3U stuff he played was Devontae Bandu. Yeah. You know, him and Freddie, Freddie Gillespie.
1: Gillespie. What about Freddie Gillespie?
2: Totally. Both those dudes. I, I feel bad that, you know, this, they just didn't get an opportunity. But what a performance. Um, it was really a beatdown, and they, they proved that they are, uh, you know, the, the class of college basketball this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, I, I picked Baylor to win it all. Uh, uh-huh. before the season, before the be tournament, I, I, I'm going to cause I get enough wrong, but I, I didn't think it would go <laughs> like it went last night. Let's, let's face it. Like nobody thought it would be that dominating, but early on, Rob, I don't know if you felt the same way. First four minutes, it was like, whoa. Okay. The yeah. athleticism, <laughs> the toughness, the tenacity, totally. the, the defense. That was the part that blew me away, Rob, right away of like, all right, like, and Suggs picked up two quick fouls, but I'm not even sure it would have mattered. Like Jalen Suggs Definitely. wasn't getting getting by dudes, and if he was, they had great, great help defense all the totally. time, all night. Yeah,
2: no, I, I they, they understand their roles. You know, you have big time perimeter defenders and Teague, Davion Mitchell, and Jared Butler. You you can you don't. Like, necessarily overreact to getting blown by, cause you've got Flo Thamba, and you've got Jonathan Chowichachua, and you play a guy like Mark Vidal, who is probably the best role player in college basketball this year. I yes. mean, without a doubt. He was awesome. Last he gets 11 time. boards. I mean, you can play with the five, play with the four. You can, you he can, can, can guard, switch five ways. He can guard one through five. I mean, yeah, can you can totally him. switch five ways if he's playing yeah. the five. He's, you know, what is he? Six, five.
1: I just love how people you hear it on people and, and they say, Well, he can guard one through five. Right. And, and you're like, no, he can't. Like right. most guys. I can. That's bullshit. With Vital, yeah. he can legitimately guard one through five.
2: Totally. Totally. But you're right. Like you could see that the physicality of, of the big certainly affected Drew Timmy. I think that we saw and I think you might have even tweeted this, John and Chama Chachua, like pre COVID. Yeah. Big John. Right. Yep. He was really good because um, he, he was up so many pieces. Piece. I'm telling you, Matt Meyer starts for like 99% of – 99.9% of college programs. Uh, and that dude played 12 minutes last night. <laughs> like, they didn't need him really, at all. He could play in the NBA.
1: Right.
2: He, he had two points last night. I mean, yep. when you watch him in warm-ups and he's going off one foot and cocking it back to his shoulder and, and you know, just how talented he is. I, I do feel um, bad, really
1: good. I feel bad because, like you said, I do feel like if they had never gotten COVID – this is a team that could have gone down and, and they could have been playing each other, both undefeated.
2: We're undefeated too. And, then, yeah, I agree. and then
1: it's okay. Baylor is one of the greatest teams in, in, in college basketball history. And now right. people aren't going to say that because they had two losses. Well, they had two losses in a COVID year of which one came days after coming back from a, a three week
2: pause and the guys that. who had it. It wasn't like they just got contact traced. They had yeah. dudes that get, got actually got sick. So, so um, and you I think just, about it, your losses are at Kansas, yeah. and I know it's not the same Fog Allen, but right. who in the Big Twelve has not you know, lost there in, in yeah. seasons where they've been really good? And then uh, you lose in the Big Twelve tournament to Oklahoma State, yeah. who was playing really
1: well, right? The number one player in the country. And again, I don't think two players that I thought seemed to be affected more than anybody. Where, where, again, everyday John was not himself until the NCAA tournament. And their defense wasn't. Yeah. And, and Scott Drew said it. Like, we didn't have a chance to practice after coming back from COVID because they played right away against Iowa State, played against again against Kansas. There were just too many games stacked up upon each other that they really never had a chance. So I think losing earlier than expected in the Big 12 tournament, I think it helped them. I think they went home. They could regroup. They can kind of get focused on getting their defense back, and man, those these last two games, Rob, were about as dominant of of, of a performance as, as I can remember. I mean, against Houston, it it wasn't even a game, right? I mean, it was it was it was a, a complete beatdown, and against Gonzaga, the team that everybody was ready to write the stories. I mean, you don't know how many of my media friends were ready to write the stories, uh, 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 Jeff Borzello, about Gonzaga being. You know, one of the greatest teams ever. Where do they stack up? And I'm like, yeah, I, I just, I think
2: Baylor's a better team here. I do. Now, Baylor's depth is what stands out to me. We just, we just kind of talked about that with Meyer and Flagler and, and with Gonzaga, you know, you get off to a bad start. One of your best players gets in foul trouble. Corey Kispert doesn't shoot it well and doesn't really, I felt like he didn't have great looks. You know, I, I didn't feel like he ever really got good looks at the basket. Um, Drew Timmy gets slowed down. It, it was just you get punched in the mouth like that immediately, and it wasn't just a punch. Like they they knocked Gonzaga out in the first. So Rob, Rob,
1: when, when that has happened to you, when that has happened to you, give me a, give me an example of when you went out there with with a good Purdue team, and you knew the other team was better. What are you thinking early on, or or even when you go out there in and three on three? You know, I have a great
2: example from Purdue Duke big 10 AC challenge 2009. <laughs> like, it was such a hype game. We're like, you know, six, they're like four, they're bringing a team that the next year will win the national championship. So it's like, it's John Shire, Gerald Henderson, Brian Zubek, Lance Thomas, Kyle Singler. I mean, really good team, like really good team. Paulus is off the bench. Um, what was the... No, was was Nolan on that team? Wasn't Nolan on that Nolan team? Nolan was on the team, yeah. yep, yep. Nolan was there. So they, they had a bunch of guys. Um, and I have never... Part of this was Duke. Part of this was the atmosphere. And honestly, it helped us down the road because I thought that it helped us win games the next year from being in, in this situation. But when you come out to warm up before the game starts with an hour pregame and it's full, and, like, the buzz in the arena is like... I mean, we we get off to such a bad start. I missed, like, a point blank layup we're down like 14 to 4 and it was just you, you're just kind of like dude I just I'm looking at some of these guys and I, I just think that they're they're better yeah. like, they are better than us right now Gerald Henderson made a move where I swear to god he made a spin move and finger rolled it down to the rim <laughs> <laughs> it's like how I remember I love to see the play now because I'm sure he did <laughs> but it was like that's like the most athletic thing I've ever seen anybody do you know? So are you
1: it's thinking at game. that point we can't win or, hey, we can win, but we got to play the perfect game?
2: We can win, but we've got to play yeah. so much better, almost to the point of playing the perfect game. And we right. better start making some shots. And those Duke teams, if you remember, with the way they used to guard, they would just not help and they would just pressure the hell out of you. And they would take you out of your offense and yep. you are like, oh, you want to beat us? Beat us one-on-one. right?" right. And I, I don't know if you see that as much. You didn't see that this year. <laughs> but, no, not from them.
1: But, but man, uh, Baylor's defense was was elite level, and and that's absolutely. what you when when I kind of saw their faces and, and and Corey Kispert, it's like, all right, yeah, Corey, you beat Virginia, um, you beat Iowa,
2: you beat Kansas. Like you have. They're seen not bringing those teams are not bringing anything close to no, the level defensively that you are going to see. Zero Kispert. Bay, could Baylor get was the best defensive team I saw a year by far. Yeah. Yeah, outside of the COVID games. I mean, they, they, they can pressure you. They've got a dude in Davion Mitchell who would literally just take the ball from you. And he had, he did that in multiple NCAA tournament games where he would just take over and and punk dudes. Um, the, uh, Nova game stands out and Nova doesn't turn the ball over. Look at the second half of the Nova game. Literally they just start turning those dudes over and just it's off to the races. A
1: better Marcus Smart.
2: Um, yeah, more offensively oriented, yeah. Marcus Smart. Yeah, totally. he's got better feel. He's a better yeah. shooter. He's is Marcus smart level. a little bit bigger than Davion Mitchell. A little.
1: Not a, little. a ton. Like I think Marcus Smart is like six three. I think I look right at him. I think he's probably about six three.
2: Right. Yeah, that that's that's fair. And I think Davion Mitchell probably is a more complete offensive player at, at this is. point um in their careers, but he can go out there and affect the game in a lot of different ways. I think he's a really good leader, and, and not that he's the leader of the team. Jared yeah. Butler, I think all those guys. I think all those guys took really good ownership. That was a really vital. Vital was, was the amazing. emotional leader. Yeah, and when you would be around those guys, and I, one of my four in-person <laughs> games in the regular season this year was Baylor. When they would come out for shoot-around or, or the night before practice, and you were there. They, they had a, a real joy about like just being together and playing. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that because I think some, especially in this year where you, you're like, man, I haven't hung out with my friends and that's right. Four months. Right. I haven't seen my Stuff parents. I didn't go home for Christmas. I didn't go home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, they, you could tell they really enjoyed like the process of being together and getting yeah. better and being around one another every day. And they, they had a really special group. And I think to, to culminate that with a national title is, is really cool because they, they were, they're very deserving. They're so deserving. And, uh, certainly Gonzaga was too. But at the end of the day, this is what you want is the two best teams playing each other. And Baylor played maybe one of their best games of the season.
1: Let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart? They require, require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, they pay fast. And now it's even faster with rush pay, instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. I know because I've used it with Marge Madness. Uh, right now there's never been a better time to give Bet Rivers Sportsbook a try. Go to BetRivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers app. Must be uh, 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. So I spent a lot of time with these dudes um, because David K, their SID, set me up to do this this story on how Baylor was built. So I spent yep. like 45 minutes, half an hour, with all these guys, and I talked to Teague and Butler a lot over the years. Um, and and I walked away from that just saying like the I wish I could spend more time in person with these dudes like totally. that's the one part I feel bad about this year is that we didn't get to know their personalities or people didn't get to know their personalities because of the 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 shut you know the COVID uh shut down and, and and obviously not having the same level of access as you normally have so but these guys man like Jared Butler is salt to the earth Rob like like the best kid you will ever find. And uh, Mark Vital, I, I want to try to use from that. We did it all through Zoom calls. And his lasted 45 minutes, and we could have kept going, Rob. Yep. It was that yeah. good. So I, I want to ask him if we can use part of it, because he told a story that was fantastic. He said when, when Scott Drew was recruiting him, he comes from Lake Charles, Louisiana, which is a tough, tough area. Um, it's where our boy Leonard Washington grew up. Yeah. And, uh, yep. and he said when, when Scott was recruiting him, he, he'd come in in his escalade and, uh, um, and he'd get out of the escalade. He'd roll in, you know, multiple times into his neighborhood and his school and he'd w- come out of his escalade and he'd start waving to people. And like Vitals, like, hey, coach, get the hell in the house, like get in the house now. And Scott's just out there, you know, doing Scott Drew things of like, waving to dudes and whatever, and um, not, you know, just, again, it's one of the things that I think we should talk about for a minute on on this pod, which is Scott Drew and the perception of Scott Drew, not just as a coach, which we've talked about, okay? He's proven people, I think, now that the dude can coach, right? You win a national title, you hope the perception changes of you. Scott Drew, the person, Rob, I think a lot of people – Myself included when I first met him back in the early 2000s uh, on the recruiting trail. You get it wrong with Scott Drew because he is such a a, glass half-full. It's it's runneth over. Yes, it it is. With optimism, uh, he is the nicest human being in the world. That whole family is. Homer and, and Bryce included. Although Bryce says he's not quite as nice as his brother and his dad in terms of optimism. But ultimately... These guys are like, it's almost fake. Like you think it's fake, you really do think it's fake because again, of. Uh, by the way, we got our our boy calling us,
2: Teddy Valentine. Yeah, nice. We'll talk to him Wonder, later on the drive. I how the talking. JUCO stuff went? Did he? Wrap right. The juco I got to find out how that went. How that JUCO uh,
1: assignment went. Anyway, so uh, Scott Drew. To me, the more you get to know him, the more you realize it's real. Yeah. Like it is absolutely, there is no phoniness in it. He is the nicest human being, the most optimistic, uh, happy. I mean, I talked to him, he hasn't slept. And I talked to him a couple hours ago. He did the Today Show and he got on the phone with me and he would have talked for 20 minutes. But like yeah. five minutes in, he left off with, hey, and you know, my daughter, you know, not a sports fan until two years ago, became a a huge sports fan, started doing some media stuff during the pandemic, honestly, to probably keep her busy and and keep her engaged in in doing things. And the first guy, literally, the first coach that saw it and was like, this is the greatest thing ever that she's doing it. Let me know whenever I can be on and she can interview me. And he kept asking and telling me, hey, get Talia to do more. Get her to do more interviews. You and her should do them together on a pod. Like, he just – he gets it. It, It's He's as hard a worker as he is, and I talked to his family about it last night, his wife, Kelly, and his kids. He works so hard, uh, puts everything he can into his job, but but also is so much about family and faith, obviously.
2: Right. Yeah, I mean, I've got a good story about Scott and just, like, kind of how he is, and this was – Two years ago now, we were doing Baylor Kansas State in uh, Manhattan, and this was with like the the Dean Wade, Kamal Stokes, Barry Brown team. So they, like they were good, and Baylor is in Manhattan, and there is a crazy snowstorm coming like overnight, or, or yeah, it was overnight. It was gonna like roll into the morning. And if you've ever been to Manhattan, the airport is tiny. I cannot imagine that they have like the yeah. ability to de-ice planes, or maybe they do. I, I doubt it, though. It's a really small airport. So I've got a flight the next morning, like, at 6 a.m. to fly to Chicago, and I've got to drive to Champaign to do a game for Big Ten Network, and that was a Saturday night. This is a Sunday, like, at noon start. So I'm, I'm cutting it, like, super close. And my partner, Rich Hollenberg, has got to fly back to Tampa. I think his daughter had, like, a dance recital or, or something that he had to be home for. Yeah. So we were talking to shoot around to Scott about it. And he was like, well, we're leaving right after the game. Let's hop on our plane and fly back from Dallas. And we were like, can can we do that? (laughs) legal. Is it legal? Legal. Is it allowed? And and he was like, yeah, let let us check it out and and make sure that we have room on the plane. But if we do, just fly to Waco, drive to Dallas, and you can get out. And literally, I want to say they lost. And most coaches, after they lose, are like – they don't want to yeah. see you. Totally. I, I'm not 100% sure, but I want to say that they lost the game. And Scott was like, I mean, he lets us fly on the plane. And then, and then he asks us if we need a ride to Dallas, as if that's like 10 minutes <laughs> away. And it's like 3 a.m. He's like, do you guys need a ride to Dallas? And Rich and I are like, no, we'll rent a car and we'll drive. All so right. we got into Dallas at like you no know, 3.30 and was we were on like you know 7 o'clock flights and we both made what we needed to make. But we only got out of there because Scott Drew was like, well, just, and not that he's paying with his own money for the plan. Yeah, so a but lot of still, who's thinking say, hey, that man. way? A lot of coaches would be like, hey, man, that stinks. <laughs> you know? right, right, exactly. like, it's not their job to get, up, to get us from point A to point B. But, I, I think it's a lot of the program. I, I think, it again,
1: it starts with Scott, and, and a lot of people think he's corny. He's ch- Maybe not as, as as corny as Josh Pastner, but they're, they're similar in some ways in terms of their positivity. Yeah. Uh, in terms of they are a little bit uh, corny. Um, but I think it works. I think it works. And you can just see it in a lot of these guys. And now it's going to be interesting, Rob. They've got a couple big-time players coming in next year, like like three top 75 kids, two yeah. top 25s that they really like. And, and, and again, they've gone the top 10 route in the past, right? They've done that with, with Quincy Miller, Perry Jones, Isaiah Austin early on in his career and his tenure. But I, I think – now you know you, you find those guys that are a little bit more suited to Baylor,
2: better fits, yes, yes,
1: better fits, better fits, and uh, I, I, you know, I got them ranked like ten right now. So, I, this me, is who, a-
2: so, who do you think come? Who do you think is back for Baylor next year? Butler gone, yeah. I would think Davion Mitchell gone, gone. Vidal's um, gone, obviously. Vidal's obviously gone. Teague's gone, and Teague's gone, and Mesha Teague is gone. So, like Matt Meyer, Adam Flagler. Jay, yeah, yeah it's be good. Chamo Ch- Chachua. Chamo Chachua.
1: Yeah. So those like, still, those still have- and they get, again, they get three guys that they think could be all be impact guys next year. Are they going to start off, you know?
2: Right. They, they, they like LJ Cryer a lot, too.
1: Oh, they like him a lot. Right. That'll be key. Yeah. LJ Cryer will be very, very important because if he can be a high-level point guard, and the great thing for him is obviously he's learned this year practicing against yeah. Butler, Mitchell, Teague, Flagler like that's pretty good. good that's pretty uh, good you're not doing better than that right
2: oh no that's uh that's certainly gonna gonna teach some things uh, yeah I, I think they'll, they'll be good and you're right the fit is really important not that those other guys are bad yep. I mean like you know Perry oh Alex, no no, no. But, I mean Quincy
1: Miller didn't
2: fit and for them to me I always question. where do you think Quincy Miller would have fit
1: New Mexico State something like that I don't be <laughs> the top, top 10 player yeah, no I don't know like Perry Jones I love because he was like the sweetest kid in the world. He was oh. just too nice. He was too nice. And obviously Isaiah Austin, um, you know, the I mean, Quincy
2: the, Miller was really nice too. I blew my shoes out at the NBA combine and I'd never met Quincy Miller and we were in the same group and he just gave me his shoes.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Quincy Miller's problem was he was ranked too high and, yeah. and, and he, he bought into it anyway. All right. Before we go, let's spend about three or four minutes on Gonzaga. We've talked exclusively about Baylor so far. Um, do you question, uh again, a lot of people now are going to have this kind of mantra of, well, uh, here we go again with Gonzaga. They can never – why are you yawning, Rob? You got plenty of sleep last night.
2: I'm trying to get up at eight to do this with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was the three-on-three three. with, with Titus and Tate all weekend.
2: That's true. That's true. Um I, you know, I don't look at Gonzaga and think, like, I know the mid-major – or not the mid-major, but the, the West Coast Conference narrative is going to come back. That didn't affect him against USC, yeah. who I thought was playing as well as anybody. Right. That didn't affect them. You know, UCLA played the perfect game. Yep. The perfect yep. game. And they still beat him. Yeah. And, you know, I think maybe that was a little bit of foreshadowing that, you know, maybe is going to have a hard time with Baylor's guards. Um, but – they're the, the second-best team in college basketball. And you, know, you play who you're supposed to play in your conference. They tried to play all these people. They, they played Iowa. They tried to play Baylor. Like, Mark Few was trying to play whoever he could. The program's awesome. It the is program awesome. is awesome. Mark Few did a great job. Yeah. Um, they just Baylor ran was, just was just a better team. Right. And that's that happens, you know. It's not like he lost to some terrible team in the – in the national championship, you lost to the team that could have easily went undefeated as well in yeah, the Big well, 12, which is crazy because the Big 12 was so really loaded. Yeah, really good. Really good top
1: to bottom. Um, you know, the, the, now the big question obviously will be, you know, again, who comes back? Does Drew Timmy come back for Gonzaga? That yeah. that to me is the big one. Obviously, and Kispert are gone, and they're going to bring in Chad Holmgren, by the way, who, yeah. who is – as fun to watch as just about anybody. The, the other key for them is, can they get a transfer point guard? Right now, there's a couple teams that are going to need to Is Nembhard leaving? Point. Is Nembhard out? I think he leaves, but maybe I'm wrong. I think it's 50-50 for him and, and Timmy.
2: And what about IAE?
1: I think he's gone. He's gone. He was close last year. So I think he's yeah. gone. Nembhard should come back. He really should. And, and and to be honest, if if he and Timmy come back and they add grind, I don't know how you add Walker Kessler, too, but that's the word. The word is Holmgren's going to go there, and if Timmy leaves, I bet Walker Kessler goes to Gonzaga. If Timmy comes back, I don't know how you play those three bigs. I I don't think you do.
2: Uh, Wouldn't you be walking into
1: the same situation you just left? If you're Walker Kessler doing Yes. Right. It would be stupid. Honestly, it wouldn't be smart. You might as well just stay to Carolina. Hey, did you have a problem with Timmy doing the the, the celebrations last night down 15 before we leave?
2: Um, you know, I think sometimes that, that's, it goes both ways. Like, yes, when you're getting your ass whooped and you're, like, celebrating. It's like when a guy gets a dunk down, like, 20 of the game and he's, like, talking shit about it. It's like <laughs> – What are you doing? You... Yeah. Um, you know, if that's just kind of the way you play and, and you're a big-time player, which he is. He didn't have a big-time game, but he is a big-time player – And you're trying to get yourself going in any way, shape, or form. You know, if that, if you think that that can fire you up or get your guys like maybe out of the shell shocked kind of way that you're playing, then do it. Like, what do you have to lose? But I know that it's going to, people are going to look at it the way that they look at guys that, you know, go up and dunk when they're down 30 points and they start talking shit to some dude. I can see where it rushed people the wrong way, but at that point, empty the clip. (laughs) Whatever you might as well, whatever you can do to try to jumpstart your group, do it. Like that's good.
1: That's That's a good point. point. I get it now. I like. I didn't at the time. I was like, "Come on, man! Like, what are you doing here? Just go play ball." But I, I, I understand that if you think. That's going to motivate or get you hyped or get your team hyped and get you going in the right direction. And I have no hey. idea
2: if that's what he was thinking. He literally could have just been like, I've been doing this stuff all,
1: all tournament. Let's go. Rob, you need to do that.
2: Hey, can you do that in the three on three in the Olympics? I would never grow out a handlebar mustache, nor should I ever grow out a handlebar mustache. So you will not see me do that. You would look soul- so pretty weak. It's like fist pumps and that is all. you I'm look a- so cheesy yeah. with the, with the handlebar. I will, I will say though. I was doing a lot of fist pumping yesterday as I shot 76 on the golf course. and Wow. And my brother. Very a nice. A lot of Tiger very, Woods. Very nice. There. So does this mean we're not getting you back on the – like you're just going
1: to be in the golf course every single you know,
2: day? I, 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 I vowed to literally play once yesterday. I might play one more time this week, and then I'm not playing probably until at least post-June, maybe till the Olympics. Really? You don't want to screw gotta, up your shot? It's time, it's time to lock in. It's time to lock in. All right. Well, you, you lock in.
1: We're still going to try to, uh, keep this thing going. If we can, you know, we'll, we'll figure out maybe based on news. Um, yeah. we'll we'll figure it out. Cause you know, uh, you need to see my pretty face every week. Let's what, be honest. What would I do without
2: that? I'll you bring my mic. It. I'll bring my mic to wherever I am so we can keep the pod going.
1: I've brought you plenty of joy this season.
2: Yeah. So t- totally tons <laughs> of joy, tons of joy. All right. Well, listen.
1: I appreciate it. It's, it's been a heck of a regular season. Certainly one that uh, I think none of us will ever forget and hope to never repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll try to forget it, but not forget Baylor winning at all because that was one, one heck of a performance. And again, um, I think it's changed the perception of Scott Drew, uh, of the program. And, uh, again, we'll see you hopefully next week, uh, here in the good and humble podcast.